here watching them, and they're trying to go real close to them and make sure everything is okay, and they're going to fall down, and you, you have to be careful. Now I'm at the place, Pastor Kenny is watching me walk, being careful. I, he asked me how you're doing this morning, and I'd be honest, I wasn't sure. He's, he went quickly to go look for a message because my back has been spasming. Um, I have a very bad back. Every, pretty much if you've been here, you know that. And uh, the knee exacerbates that, makes that worse for me. And so it's causing the, my, my knee not being there and wants to give out. I got a big brace on it. It's causing my back to start to lock up. And I wasn't sure how it was going to go this morning. And he goes, you don't have to. I'll do it. I'll do it. You be careful. <laughs> I go, shut up and let me preach. I won't be moonwalking on the pulpit area, but I, I don't think I'll fall over. Amen. Let me open with prayer and we'll go to the message. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. I thank you that I have a, had a mother that uh, loved God and loved her Savior. And Father, I, I thank you for the most of the here this morning. Father, I think of all these, these uh, moms here now, Father, that are with child in their womb. And Father, it breaks my heart that the, the president thought he misspoke when he talked about children when he was promoting abortion. And Father, I thank you. Father, I'm the seventh of eighth kids. And Father, at that time of life, I very easily with the thought process that there is, uh, Father, I probably was a whoops. And God, so many of them don't get to see the light of day. So I thank you for those who are mothers today and are here. And I pray, Father, that you would just encourage them, strengthen them, help them to know, Father, the blessed gift they've been given and the great responsibility. And Lord, I pray you bless the message today. If there's someone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Father, I don't know, maybe there's someone here that maybe their mom and dad weren't good to them. Help them to know that there's a heavenly Father that loves them. Father, one who will never leave them nor forsake them. And Father, I pray that if there's someone without Christ, they'd come to the Savior today. I pray, Father, also we would examine ourselves and our actions one toward another on this Mother's Day. And I pray, God, that you would just bless this service. Father, take control of my mind and my mouth, the actions of my hands and feet. And I pray that you would work in each and every heart, that your Holy Spirit can have his will in his way. And we leave this place, we can say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about the pens. He handed me one. This is a, if you don't like, it's a very shiny, I don't know if you call it a, a purple or a lavender. Okay, that's my favorite color on my wife. It's not necessarily her favorite color, but I've bought her a lot of that color of clothing. Probably, they weren't metallic, but they were that color. And so uh, he handed me this pen so I could take it home to Judy. I'm also going to pick a candy bar up for Judy. And she can't eat it. I'll take it home. We won't put it in the freezer. She'll say, you know I can't eat that. And then my grandchildren will say, and Papa, you're not supposed to eat or give it to us. That's how that will work. <laughs> Amen. If you could pray also, you notice that uh, Russ and Carol Getman aren't here this morning. Russ came and he just was getting too sick to stay. I talked to him in the office for a while and Carol was already staying home. They're not feeling good. I don't know if it's a sore throat or something. It's not COVID. Okay. But... Uh, they're not feeling good. They've already had the COVID, so I'm asking you to be praying for them. Also, they weren't here this morning. He was going back home, and it's one of those cases where 
Russ and I were talking about how, how to honor your mother. They have his 90-year-old mother in their home. And they're taking care of her. And many times, she would, with her condition, she would be in a nursing home and not get the same level of care because she, she struggles with the, her memory. I'm not going into great deals. She struggles with incontinency. She struggles with other things. And so many times, we've had families in this church that are taking care of their moms, taking care of their dads. And I want you to know God will bless you for that. Bless you for that. Title of this morning's message, <clears throat> I thought of so many of the young men that are in the church now, uh, some of the teens and some of the, you know, and even some of the young ladies that need to know how to, to be able to understand how a young man can be judged or the way he should be judged. Okay, the title is How to Honor Your Mother. Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. I had someone ask me last two weeks, do you really believe what the Bible says? And I said, without it, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Okay? It takes faith to believe. God's Word gives you faith, but it takes faith to believe God's Word. Because there's some things that just don't seem to make sense in the world that are in the Bible, and you don't see the ramifications of that until afterwards. But God is never wrong. And it comes through. It just doesn't happen as fast as the world thinks it should happen. But His judgment... His righteousness, His holiness, it comes through. When you fight against God, you are fighting against the one who ultimately gives you all life and breath. Now with that, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. You hear that? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. When you fight against that, you're fighting against who? Because the parent didn't write that, God did. Are you going to speak, the kids are going, well, you're going to tell the parents what they need to do? I do that all the time. It says, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And I think about that, <laughs> Growing up, I've always been bigger than other people. I mean, I went in kindergarten taller than my kindergarten teacher. It wasn't my fault. She was only four feet, five inches tall. And I was already five, four, seven when I went in kindergarten. Okay, and by the time I was in first grade, I was five, two. By the time I was in sixth grade, I was six, three and a half. I was taller than the teachers going up through. You know, we didn't have any great big teachers. You know, and by the time I was in high school, junior high, I was taller than the starting center in, in the seventh grade on the varsity basketball team and started playing center from eighth grade on for the varsity basketball team. I was bigger. But you know what I never did? I never messed with my mom. You know, you ever hear that story about the boy who says, you keep it up, you know. I'm going to have my dad beat you up. And the other kid says, well, my dad's bigger than your dad. And he says, okay, but my mom will beat your dad up. My mom was from Kinston, North Carolina, and she was a lady. And she said, honey, child, you always treat a woman like a lady unless they prove they ain't a lady, and then you avoid them. 
I got bigger and my mouth, you know, you know, sometimes gets out of control with a young person. And I didn't know my father was behind me and I went to back talk my mother. When I got up off the floor, my father said, you will never speak to your mother like that again, especially in my presence, will you? Yeah, I'll be listening for your feet, Dad. <laughs> you know, because so, you know, it, it's their point. It's hard. I want you to know. Ladies, sons are not trying to be disrespectful, but they get to be a certain age and they start thinking of themselves as men when they're not men yet. And so then they start talking to their mother like she's, they're a man and she's a woman. And they don't have any right to do that. My mom went home to be at 85 years of, home to be with the Lord, save lady at 85 years of age. I honored her and respected her her whole life. And no matter what, no matter what I thought, she was still my mom. She wasn't a woman. She wasn't ever to be looked down upon. And men, if you think women are to be looked down upon, don't let me come up behind you. Because I'll knock you off your feet. Or fall before you'll make your trip over me. I don't know how that works. But you need to understand, it's how to honor your mother. This is Mother Day, Mother's Day. There is a holiday for that. It's to give them official recognition, but it should not be something that takes place only on one day. Okay? Yeah, when it comes to my wife, she turns around, she handed me a sign, because you know, we don't understand. Men and women think differently. I tell you that all the time. doesn't mean men are stupid or women are smarter. We think differently. Okay? You know, and guys will think, well, yeah, I... I I have to open up the wife box. Right, the child, the son thinks, I've got to open up the mom box. I've got to do something on this certain point. And that's not how that works. They'd rather have you be kind to them all year long instead of being a snot and then giving them a special day. My wife handed me a sign three years into our marriage and she said, no man was ever shot washing the dishes and making the bed. I grew up in a home that my, wife, or my mother told me, Honey, if you ever get out of the will of God and you think you're leaving your wife, she and I will miss you greatly. My sisters have said, We won't miss you, we will bury you. They love my wife more than they love me. I don't know why that is, but it is, okay? Proverbs 29 and verse 15 says, The rod and reproof give wisdom. But a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Say, why are you preaching this message? Because I believe the Lord's return is eminent. Okay? And do you know that it says about just before the Lord comes that it will be a time that's a lawless generation and they won't honor their mother and their father? Now, if that happens in the world, it should not happen amongst believers. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, don't leave here this morning without that. You can know that heaven is in your home. You can know that. It tells us in 1 John chapter 5, these things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. I didn't say you had to be a Baptist, a Methodist, a Presbyterian, a Catholic. Anglican, I didn't say that. I said you got to know Jesus. Okay, I'm a Baptist by choice because of the doctrinal correctness of the Baptist Church. If you don't understand what that is, ask me later. I'm not preaching about that. Okay, we stick closer to the Bible. Amen. Or at least we're supposed to. You know, 
Many a mother's heart has been broken by the actions of their children. Too many times people live like the devil. And they think only of themselves. And then they get their mother a card on Mother's Day and think I've done good. That's not what God says about it. This morning we're going to look at some practical things from the Scripture in what not to do that your mother may be honored. What not to do. See, if I can tell you what not to do, then you can read that and say, oh, so you mean I need to do this. I don't have to go both sides on this. There's a book in your Bible that I tell you, if you're doing devotions, you want to have practical wisdom in the world, God's giving you a particular book that talks about it greatly. It's called the book of Proverbs. You should read it every month. There's 31 Proverbs. Only one month of the year do you have to read more than two. There's a few months you've got to read two. February, you've got to read a few more. But if you can read that book and apply it to your life, it'll save you heartache. It'll save those in relationship around you heartache. It'll give you blessing because God's not looking to hammer you. True Christianity is not a religion of fearing God any longer once you're His. It's knowing His love for you because perfect love casteth out fear. And He tells us how to have our relationship. I try to teach young people, you want to know how to handle your finances? Study the book of Proverbs. Learn what it says. And you're going to not be in trouble financially. Husband and wife relationships. Book of Proverbs, starting off. There's so many things there. How to raise children. Book of Proverbs. Okay. So, we're going to be spending some time there. So you might as well turn to the book of Proverbs and then we'll go to other places, but keep a marker there because we're going to look at a lot of different verses in Proverbs. How to honor your mother. I said we're going to learn things not to do. I'm going to give you the first one right now. You ready? Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. How many of you ever heard the saying, there's no fool like an... You look at him and it's pathetic, right? It's pathetic to watch an old man... Drives me crazy. I'm honest and I don't, I don't, if I offend you, I'm sorry. But something drives me crazy. I'm going to be 67 years of age. When I go to Walmart, because I'm a people watcher, I'm safer now because Don doesn't work there. He has a different job, so he can't sneak up on me anymore, Don O'Brien. And I'll watch people there. And nothing drives me crazier than watching a man in his 70s trying to act like a guy in his 20s. And I'm getting to that place right now. You know, I always had this attitude that you, you stand fast and you never retreat. I did. My hair didn't listen to me. And you'll see a guy there, and I'm looking at this guy. He's got to be in his late 70s. And he doesn't have a mullet. He has a ponytail. He's wearing a baseball cap. And I said, well, i got to watch this. And I walked, you know, most of an aisle behind him. He took his hat off one time and to scratch his bald head. He's trying to keep the last remnants of his hair. 
because there's nothing here at all. And I go, I'd at least have pulled it over and glued it so it looked like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Laughter's like a medicine. I won't hurt as much, okay? <laughs> Proverbs 10 and verse 1 says, The Proverbs of Solomon, A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is heaviness to his mother. Men and women are different. Heaviness to his mother. You know what you understand there? You better know there is God. There is God. Proverbs 4... Let me see. No, this would be Psalms 14.1 says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. See, when you think you're doing good, God says when you do it for ulterior motives, it's not good. The Bible says if you keep the whole law and offend in one point, you're guilty of all. Okay? Do you understand that? When the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one, that's God saying that. Because you don't do anything without something attached to it. And it's never pure and you're never totally without sin. So don't be a fool. So you know what God's telling you? You better get saved. You don't want to be a fool? I think it's the most fool. You know, saved people look back and they go, why can't those people trust God? Well, how many years did you go before you trusted God? Okay? If all wisdom comes from God, and that's what the Bible teaches, that's what I believe, and that's how you can have a successful life with God's Word. Sometimes we learn it late. Everyone does. I had a conversation with somebody this week talking about God dealing with their hearts, and he goes, you think it's too late for me? And I go, what do you mean? He says, you know... I didn't come to Christ until I was 43. And I said, don't you thank God you came to Christ? He says, but I wish I never went through, did all those things they did before I came to there. And I said, aren't you glad God says when you come to him and you confess it, that he takes it and it's gone? He doesn't see you that way? See, don't be a fool. As far as I know, my wife's father died and went to hell. And he chose to. His father got saved when he was 14. Now the father was in his 50s, but her father was 14 when his father came to Christ. He tried to witness to them and he rebelled, ran away from home, lived on his own. He was married at 16. See? Don't be a fool. Don't get married at 16. Not in this day and age. A lot of people used to get married at 16. They were more mature than we were. Okay? But he ran away. And he used to say, I'm a self-made man. And all I could think of was, boy, you didn't know what you were doing. I got saved. Less than a year later, my wife accepted Jesus Christ as her Savior. She had a burden. Her mom got saved. Her mom's in glory today. Her father yelled and screamed at her. Got angry with her and kicked her out of the house. As far as I know, he never turn to Christ. Now he tried to make deals with God when he wanted something, but it didn't seem to work out. And he died bitter and angry and resentful. He said, how do you know that? Because of the way he talked to people. 
Don't be a fool. You don't want to be a fool? Fear God. Listen to your parents. Look at Proverbs chapter 1. I wish they had known certain things. I was 21 when I came to Christ. My mother was saved. My father wasn't. I led my dad to the Lord. Years later, after 37 years of marriage, when he walked out on my mother with another woman, four years later, I led him to Christ. He was already remarried and couldn't go back. He wished he could have. He went to his grave wishing he could have not done what he had done before he got saved. But I thank God he got saved. But my mom was saved as a child. As an 11-year-old young woman. I have her Bible. She had horrible things happen to her in her life. I have her Bible. I wanted that. My brothers and sisters didn't mean quite as much to them. Now they wish they could have it because most of them have gotten saved. But I have her Bible. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the what? The law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace. What is grace? Unmerited favor. Blessing in your life. They'll be an ornament of that blessing of of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Fear God, listen to your parents. Is that hard? You won't be a fool if you do that. If you have godly parents. If you didn't have godly parents, you, you submit to them in righteousness. But not to them forcing you to sin. I've had to deal with young people and minister in counsel with men whose mother introduced drugs to them. They still had to learn how to honor their mother without doing what their mother does. You know what it says there? Hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the what? The law of thy mother. Don't rebel or forsake it. Hmm? See, in Proverbs 9 and verse 10, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the holy is understanding. Whether you're saved or lost, if a man honors a woman, a daughter or a son, honors their parents, God will bless them in that. That's universal. That doesn't mean they're saved. He'll bless them in that behavior. So even if you're not saved, God will bless when you obey what His Word says. You may still need to be saved. But knowledge of the holy is understanding. And he's saying, don't be a fool. Follow this. Want another one? You don't want to be a fool? You want to honor your mother? Stay out of trouble. Proverbs 10.23 It is as sport to a fool to do mischief. And it's hard because you want to know something. You know what the natural, natural state of young people is? Foolishness. It's normal. I can laugh at it a lot, especially now that I'm a grandparent. Hi. Okay? My poor grandson. 
His sister's staying home taking care of grandma. My, my wife, my daughter and her husband are at another church having to do, do something they were asked to do there. And I'm just going... <laughs> I laugh at it. I encourage it. And sometimes I get poor Kent and I get Kaelin in trouble with their parents. Because I always said the grandchildren are parents' best revenge. Stay out of trouble. You know, it's as a sport to a fool to do mischief. The Bible says foolishness is, in, is what? Bound the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from them. It's normal because they don't understand. They, they, they make emotional and they make foolish choices. You know, they, they haven't learned discernment and when to, to apply that joke or not, right? You ever seen an adult when they're cruel? They don't have any discernment in what they say? They never had that dealt with when they were a ch child. See, and sometimes you, you children, you think your parents are being miserable to you. No, they're trying to help you in life. Okay? Because you get more trouble for what you say than you do for what you don't say. Just trying to help you. My father taught me, he said, he, of course, my mom gave him, me the reference in Proverbs afterwards, and I'll let you look it up. Okay? But my father put it this way. He said, Confucius say, better to keep mouth closed and be thought a fool than open mouth and remove all doubt. Stay out of trouble. How many times do you hear, I just didn't think. I didn't think. And it's hard, okay? You know what's a family trait that runs in my family? Pastor Caleb has to deal with this as he continues to help me to be able to extend my uh, pastoring time, and that is ADD. My wife looks at me and she goes, many times, we're talking and all of a sudden, I'm off here, I'm off there, and she goes, squirrel? I can't help that. You know, I try and I work hard against that and to concentrate on something, and all of a sudden, and then even you, if you talk to me for any length of time, people go and they go, Pastor, are you on a bunny trail or is this supposed to apply to me? They'll say, I just didn't think. You ask somebody why they did it and they go, what? I don't know. Stay out of trouble. You'll honor your mother and your father with that. You want to honor your mother and be willing to get God's counsel for your choices. Not your peers. I can give you a king who listened to the counsel of his peers instead of the counsel of the old men and it cost him most of his kingdom. See, it doesn't just happen with young people and teenagers. It happens with 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds and 60-year-olds and 70-year-olds when they haven't learned that whatsoever you sow, so she also reap. Okay? Proverbs 12:15. The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Is wise. Does that make sense to you? Hmm? I'm going to give you another one. How, what not to do so you can honor your mother. 
Aren't you glad that some of us, we didn't do it right, the mother kept praying, and it came around? Train up a child when he is old, and when he is old, he'll not. So it's hard, got to understand, you can't beat him to death, people. You just have to set the standard and you have your rules. And you don't let the young person establish the rules in the home. No matter how hard they cry, whine, complain, and tell you what a rotten parent you are. Go to Proverbs chapter 14 for me. Say, I'm telling you, how to honor your mother, don't be a fool. Got to understand, uh, when you're young, I'm not telling you you can't, you're a child, you got to learn. All right? I don't want kids who are 12 to act like 35 year olds. I don't think a teenager has to be an adult fast enough. Okay? They need to be teenagers. You need to give them that room. Okay? You need to also establish with them. Don't get angry with them, just have your rules. My wife taught me early on because my father used to blow up. And he was upset. And the belt would come out, and you could hear it coming through the loops. I've demonstrated that before. You get the sound that it makes, and you know what that sound is, and I knew that was coming, and he'd lose his temper. And my wife taught me. She stopped, and she says, why let them steal your joy? You let them get away with it until you're angry, and then you deal with it. So we established in our house, failure to obey is to disobey. And we would calmly, Judy would calmly speak to them once. And when they didn't do it, she'd get their attention. And then if they didn't go do it, they were disciplined. She never did it angry. Now me, I'd threaten them like my dad, and I'd threaten them again, and then I'd, when they didn't listen, I'd threaten them again until I got angry. And then they'd be disciplined. But then it's more than just correction, isn't it? So, we had to learn that a soft answer turneth away wrath. When your children get angry at your discipline, maybe you've elevated it beyond where you need to be, and you need to have corrective measures beforehand. Parents, are you hearing me? You want to honor your mother? Be a good parent to your children. You know, every mother wants their children to be better parents than they are. Doesn't always work that way, does it? Proverbs 14 and verse 16. Read this verse with me, okay? You ready? Proverbs 14 and verse 16. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. You want to honor your mother? Don't be confident in your sin. I don't know how many things I could have been saved from and my mother protected from me for a lot if I had just, when mom said, you know, I don't think that's a good idea, honey, you shouldn't get involved with that. If I just listened to her. How many of you can agree with me on that? Oh, she's, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh yeah, she does. And she's telling you because she loves you and she's trying to keep you from the cost of that pain that's going to come later. You ever notice how the reaction is with disobedience many times? You disobey your father and he gets frustrated. And then he gets angry. 
You disobey your mother, she may raise her voice. The next thing, she's got tears in her eyes, and that's unfair warfare. You start hurting her heart because she loves you and she doesn't want to see it cost you, and she starts crying. You used to hate that. It became a tool. My mother was very passionate, compassionate. I'm a compassionate person. But it's normal. You know, did you realize that the duck, the connection between the heart and the tear duct is shorter on a woman than it is a man? Don't believe me? Check it out. You might prove me wrong, but check it out. Tears will come. They may not want to have tears in front of you because many of mothers had tears in silence behind a door. You want to honor your mother? Be careful of those tears. Don't be confident in your sin. You ever had an argument with somebody and you say, that's wrong, and they say, that's, own, that's your thoughts. That's your view. That's not the way it is today. That's no longer sin. <laughs> take it up with God. Do you now to take a righteous stand for the life of a child to a lot of the world is sin? In judgment? Xenophobia? If you don't know what that is, ask Pastor Kenny. Okay? Don't be confident in your sin. Ready for another one? Proverbs 18 and verse 2. A fool hath no delight, but in understanding... A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover... Itself. You know what the world tries to teach everybody? You've got to find yourself. You've got to discover who you are. You've got to decide whether you are a male or a female. God already settled that. He hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. You want to honor your mother? Don't get caught up in yourself. You know, we have trouble with other people when we're the most important things in our life. Just practical wisdom. I'm giving you verses for everything that I'm saying. We can learn. There's never a wrong time to learn that, is there? The oldest person that I've ever led to Christ was an 89-year-old. I say, that's a brand from the burning. I watched his life change because he was in a nursing home when it was still a nursing home or an adult home over in Hannibal. Meadowbrook Manor. His name was Ralph. He was an old fool a grumpy, miserable man. His family never came to visit him. We'd go in, we'd visit him. He ended up, and we, after preaching there, went in and I led him to the Lord in his room. He wouldn't come out. Talked to him. He started coming out after that. My daughter Heather used to put the biggest smile on his face. And then he'd talk to me later and cry. He says, because I was so miserable, I don't really know my own grandchildren. They don't come to see me. I'm here because I, they don't, I don't have a family member who to take me in. And I'm so glad God took me in. Amen. 
the workers and the owners of Meadowbrook Manor, after that happened, said, as long as we're open, you can come. That changed that man, which changed the tenor of a home with a lot of other hurting mothers and fathers. Because he went from being miserable to being sweet. At 89 years of age, God changed his heart. Don't get caught up on yourself. Ready for another one? See, these are all things to do to not be a fool. Watch your mouth. Verse 19, Better to, is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Watch your mouth. Proverbs 29 and verse 11, A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it till afterwards. Man, you want to have good fortune in your marriage, have success? Don't say the first things that come into your head. And I'm I love to tease. I'm uber competitive. I'm just so glad I know Nancy's sister Lucy. At one point, they were coming to the church. Her husband's been a missionary in Vietnam for a long time. She had hip replacement surgery. But we had an event, and we were playing musical chairs. And I'm I don't you know I got where I couldn't play basketball anymore, but I could knock women off chairs. We're playing musical chairs, and it got down, and the only three people left, and there was two chairs, was Lucy, their youngest daughter, Lauren, and me. And I'm not as fast as I used to be. I used to be really quick, even as big as I am. Well, it's quick. Uh, I may be injury prone, but I was an athlete, okay? And it came down to those two chairs, and I watched Lucy, and she's, she's, she's littler than her kids, okay? All right? And she went to one chair, and Lauren went to sit down on the other one, and I swung my hips over, knocked her on the floor, and sat down. She looked up, and she goes, Pastor! And I said, Loser. <laughs> I was being a fool. So then they played the new song, and the people's going around on the piano, and Lucy kept giving these great big eyes at me. Like, oh my God, he's going to knock me on the floor. And we went around that chair, we went on a chair, and the music stopped. And she looked at me and went. <laughs> I stepped back. She sat down. I said, Winner. Hmm? I'm competitive. You know what I've learned you can't do? Don't compete with your wife. She'll just. <laughs> This is Mother's Day. But you know, you know what your children learn? They learn from their home. Sometimes a, a mother has to overcome the father. Sometimes the father's got to overcome the mother in the home. It's really great when the father and mother are on the same page. You don't have children? Be great, great uncles and aunts. Let it be that place, okay? Especially if you're saved, Jesus can come into their lives from you. Right, Don? Okay? Learning from the home. Because they will either do what they have grown up in 
or they will choose to do it God's way if they've been exposed to God's word. But they'll make their choice. And if they don't choose to do it God's way, the default position they'll take is what? What was in the home. Okay? So watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Guys are nasty to each other. We can be, you know, we, you know in the horse you rode in on. And we put, down, put each other down and stuff. You know, you don't talk to your wife that way. Especially if your children are around. Because you know what your son or daughter will learn to do? That's why my father knocked me off my feet. Was he an abusive dad? No. He taught me a, a, a perfect lesson. This day and age, anything like that is considered abuse. Now I've got to tell you, parents, please use timeouts with your children. Just don't leave marks. I'm teasing, okay? So watch your mouth. I want to go to the second point of the message. The first one is don't be a fool. This one is the second one. It's not quite as long. You know what it is? Don't steal from your mother. Don't steal from your mother. Proverbs 28 and verse 24 say, says, Whosoever robbeth his father or his mother and saith it is no transgression, the same as a companion of a destroyer. And I know in my Bible there's destroyers, but there's one who's called the destroyer. And who's that? Satan. Is that who you want for a companion? Don't steal from your mother. I love him. I love his wife. I love his children. I'm Papa to the Behay boys. I send them, Judy and I send them, Christmas gifts and cards and money. We celebrate their birthdays because they don't have a good papa. So we took them as ours. And we, they call me, they called to ask, how is Mama Judy doing? They called and left a message, sent a text asking. Mark Behe grew up, he was given up for adoption, he had a hard life. Wasn't raised in a Christian home. When he got older, he had trouble with drugs. You know the thing that broke his heart with the drugs? When he got to the place, and it's part of his testimony, when he picked his mother up and was choking her by the throat, forcing her to tell him where she hid the money so he could go buy drugs. He was starting to strangle his mother because of something in the world that got him, and he allowed it. She raised him as, his, as her own. She, he was adopted. Do you know, sometimes adopted children don't feel worthy. They say, my mom and dad gave me up, but no, you had someone choose you. They loved you enough to choose you. And they wanted you when they didn't have to. He dropped her down, ran in a room and wept for a day realizing what he'd let his sin cause him to do. Don't steal from your mother. Don't steal her compassions. You know what that is? Playing with her heart. Don't play with your mother's heart. It's softer than the father's heart. Okay? Don't play with her compassions. Don't steal her time. Now, there's a time for everything, isn't there? And a good mother will give her children time. 
but some will steal that time. See, there can be good time and there can be wasted time, right? Don't steal her time. Proverbs 29 and verse 15, A child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. He needs, as a person, young person, you need your mom and you need your dad in your life. You need your mom especially. She's the greater caregiver. Sometimes a husband or a man has to try to raise his children when something happens. And that, that, there's stuff that talks about that in the Word of God. But that mom is the primarily one who's doing the child rearing. You know why that is? Because we, man, we couldn't handle it. I came home one time and Judy was looking around like this and I was in the house 20 minutes and I heard mommy, 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 mommy 15 times in 20 minutes. And I'm going, stop! Ask daddy, what do you need? I just want to see if mommy will turn to me. That's kids. That's kids. Okay. <laughs> Dad, we open up the TV box, hit the remote and go, I'm going to drown this out. I am going to drown this out. Moms can't do that. They multitask. Over and over. It drives me crazy. Kids, you know, they want their attention and they want their food. And they want to know their house is clean enough so that they can have their friends over. And they want this or that and they don't understand how that works. And sometimes men do that, okay? But I want to understand that's not the natural position that happens. It takes a lot of grace for that to work that way. Because we, don't, we can't multitask the same way. Some men are great at multitasking. Few and far between. We want to do the project, get it done, and say, see what I did. When my wife got sick, I had to mop the floors and do the vacuuming and dust. And my kids came in with dirt on their feet. Get out of this house! Do you know how much work? Look what I had to do to get this clean. Take your clothes off outside, spray you down with a hose, I'll hand you a towel. Mothers don't do that. That's why women make homes. Okay? They nest to prepare for their chicks. Don't steal her time. Don't steal her home. See, it's a home that she and her husband have prepared. It's not yours. Young people, you hear me? It's not yours. It's a gift for you to use while you're still a fool. <laughs> it's normal for you to be that. Honest, true. My sons told me that they were going to the room. They didn't like what Judy and I were saying, and they went in their room. They're going, We're going to our room, and you can't come in. <laughs> And I said, I'm coming in, and you're going to pay for the door. And Judy says, I'll clean up the mess, honey. And I broke the door. 
I mean, I punched that door so hard, it snapped, snapped the, the, the lock, the latch, and the handle out of the door. My son's eyes got so big. I didn't go in angry. He didn't go in swinging. I said, now you're going to come back downstairs and you're going to listen to us. Do you understand me? And you caused me to break your door, so now you're paying for the door. <gasps> you incurred damages in your mother's house. I'm the one who did the damage. But they had to fix it. Don't steal their home. We have this thing, you know, <laughs> I drive my grandchildren crazy. I'm sorry. You know, people, I'm not easy to live with. I know that. I love my grandchildren and stuff. You know what, you know what kids like to do? They like to do whatever they're doing, get finished with it, not think about what they've left, and go to the next thing. Yes. Him and I are buddies. But he's been here since Tuesday night, twice a day. Don't raise my voice. Judy just smiles, and I'll say, Kent, whose coat is that? Yes, Papa. Kent, see, you're stuck. The rest of the family's not here. You become illustrations. <laughs> Kent, whose dishes are those? Yes, Papa. Kent, my truck is not your tackle box. <laughs> Don't get in the fishing competition with him. Yes, Papa. Judy just smiles because I had to be taught that. You know that? My mother taught me that. Except she used to grab me by the ear, take me over to the thing, and say, whose is that? And of course, me being highly intelligent as I am, and I says, you know whose it is. <laughs> See, so I got in worse trouble. <laughs> we were playing a game yesterday, I'm sorry. We were playing a game, and all of a sudden, Kent wasn't playing the game. He's sitting next to Papa. We're playing a card game. And all of a sudden, he said the wrong thing, and I watched my daughter's head go. And he goes, Oh my God, Papa, I'm dead. <laughs> you will not do that in this house. Yes, Mom. Get upstairs. You can't have family time with us now. Really? What did I say, Kent? Yes, Mom. I wasn't going to steal the home. Don't steal her money. You know, moms will give the shirt off their back most of the time. They go without. Mothers don't need as many toys. They're buying toys for their children and grandchildren. I don't have toys. I have things that I need. Mothers don't have as many needs. At least they say they don't. Don't steal their money. They give it away. Don't steal it. Don't waste it. I love watching back at Walmart mothers who don't know how to raise children whose kids control them shopping trip. Screaming and yelling, Stop, honey. I'll buy you that toy. 
And in my mind, I'm going, I'll make you eat that toy. <laughs> You've been there. You know what I'm saying? Yes, okay. Don't steal their money. Mark chapter 7. I'm going to read a verse for me. Ready? Mark chapter 7. Are you still with me? Verse 9. Jesus is speaking. And he said that unto, unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whosoever curses father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, If a man shall say to his father or mother, It is Corban, that is to say it's a gift, by whatsoever ye mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. And ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or mother. Making the word of God what? None effect through your tradition which ye have delivered. And many such like things do ye. I got a message titled, Many Such Like Things Do Ye. But you know what he's talking about? Don't steal their money. You know what it also is teaching there? Take care of them when they need the help. Take care of your mom. I wanted my mom to stay in her house. She had a house on the, they owned some Bayfront property. It was a corner lot. An old house that had been continually remodeled, but they had 27 feet of Bayfront property. My father left my mother. We kept her in the house. For eight years, I paid all her taxes so she could stay in her house. I never got that back. You know why? Because I wasn't looking to get it back. It kept my mom where she felt the most secure and felt the most safe, and it was big enough that at Christmas time, 80 people could come in because my mother would celebrate Christmas with her children and her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren and her great-great-grandchildren, and she got to see and her great-great-great-grandchildren before God took her home. Take care of them. Otherwise, you're stealing. Because if they didn't give all that they had to take care of you to get you up, you know, they'd have more than enough to take care of themselves. Don't steal their money. See, last point, Proverbs 19. Aren't you glad I said last point? Yeah, well, all men are liars, so just get ready. <laughs> Proverbs 19. Verse 26 and 27. He that wasteth his father and chaseth away his mother is a son that causes shame and bringeth reproach. Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causes to err from the words of knowledge. Don't desert your mother when she's old. <laughs> they said, my kids, all they all want, Judy. They drew straws and Heather washed. She got me. Kent, he said, I'll take care of you, Papa. And I said, you mean that when I'm old, you'll take care of me? He says, I won't wipe your butt, but I'll take care of you. <laughs> Don't desert him. Russ and Carol, sometimes when you don't see them on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, they're taking care of his mom. They're taking care of that type of thing. You understand me? Don't desert him. He who chases away his mother causes shame, and he brings the mother to reproach. And mothers will always make excuses for their children, no matter how old they get. They may acknowledge what they're doing, but they'll say, yeah, but you know... 
This caused that to happen. Nursing homes are full of deserted moms. Amen? We have nursing home ministry. You know, at one point in this church, this church was going to four separate nursing homes. You know who predominantly is in nursing homes? Predominantly? The moms. And they look forward so when the kids could stop their busy life and come and see them once every six months. Proverbs 23. I want you to, the people to come to the altar for the closing song, closing hymn. Proverbs 23. Look at verse 22. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is what? Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy of him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bear thee shall rejoice. You ever get to the place you think that your mother's a bother? Aren't you glad that when you were born, if you had a good mom, that she didn't think that of you? You ever think that she's a bother? You know what I'm going to tell you right now? Watch out, because you know what? God may give you children like you. And they will follow what you do. Please stand. I tell young women all the time, you want to know how a man's going to treat you? Find out if he honors or respects his mother. If he's kind to his mother and he treats his mother with honor. If he doesn't, you know what he won't do? He won't treat you that way. Say why that is important. Well, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, honoring the wife as the weaker vessel, and heirs together the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. It's important. God blesses when you follow His Word. Today is Mother's Day. It's a day to honor your mom. You need to call her if you can. You need to thank her if you can. I don't care how old you are if she's alive. You need to thank her. You need to praise her. Even if she made mistakes. Do you hear me? But don't let this be the only day that you honor her. Because she's the one, ultimately, that after nine months, allowed you to see the light of day. And the world's horrible because it's causing so many not to see the light of day. Can you honor your mom today? Even if you didn't have saved parents, you know one of the greatest ways you can honor your mother or your father? If you're not saved, get saved. Because God blesses that in your life. You get eternal life. 
And I guarantee whether your mother's in heaven or she's in hell, she will rejoice in the knowledge that her child is going to be in heaven in glory for all eternity. Because her heart's that attached to you. You want to honor your mother? Come to Jesus. Accept Him as your Savior. Knowing you're a sinner. And maybe she didn't do it perfectly, but neither did you. He'll save you. Are you honoring your mother in your actions, in your life? Whether you're young, you're middle-aged, or you're old, it affects your mom. I watch grandparents. Heart's breaking. I watch parents. I watch children. We minister to a lot of hurting people. But when we do it God's way, He can bless. Dads, what are you teaching your children on how to treat your mom, their mom? Honor thy mother. Heavenly Father, I pray you just use this message and it causes us to examine what we say and what we do. I don't care what anyone's done to us. I don't answer for them, I answer for me. To an almighty, righteous, holy God. So I pray, Father, that today we would honor our mothers. Father, that could be a sweet savor before your nostrils. And if there's someone here without Christ, they could come to the Savior today. If they have been angry with their mother, if they've spoken harsh words, if they've had thoughts of not wanting to deal with her, Lord, help them to come and lay it down on the altar. Because, Father, your word tells us in Psalm 27.10, when thy father and thy mother forsake thee, the Lord will take thee up. We don't answer for them, we answer for us. Work in our hearts to that end, and we'll give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.